the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If you dress the right way, if you dress the right way, then I won't judge you. Then I'll accept you. If you don't wear clothes that are too gaudy or too dirty, if you don't wear too much makeup, but you wear just the right amount of makeup, if you don't wear your pajama pants around town and into IGA, if you don't overdress all the time like a prude, if you don't wear clothes that are too revealing, if you don't dress in any way that I think is strange or offensive, then I'll accept you. I won't judge you if you dress correctly. If you post online the correct way, then we'll accept you and you won't be judged. If you don't post too often where we think you're in love with yourself, if you don't post too many political things, like you know everything, if you don't post too many selfies, if you don't post anything about your faith or church, because that's private business, if you don't post anything that we deem to be hateful toward anyone, then we won't judge you. Then we won't ban you or suspend you. Then you'll be free to keep posting if you post correctly. If you are a Christian the way we think you should be a Christian, then we won't judge or condemn you. If you will show just the right amount of emotion about Jesus, Don't be a Jesus freak, you know, running around talking about him all the time. And yet, don't be a cold, hard Lutheran who doesn't show any emotion at all. If you tell enough people about Jesus, if you read your Bible enough times a week, if you pray enough times, if you don't do any of those sins that we all kind of consider worse than the rest, you know, if you don't drink or swear or smoke anything or gamble, If you can do all of this, then we'll accept as a good Christian. If you do what we say a Christian should do, whatever that happens to be, then we won't judge you. If you are politically correct enough, right? Just enough, then we'll accept you. Then we won't judge you. If, If you're involved in enough social justice causes, If you are not only against racism, but if you are an anti-racist, if you apologize and beg for mercy for sins of your ancestors and for your own unconscious biases, if you call people by all the correct and preferred names and pronouns, if you never call anything by anything they anyone by anything that they think is offensive, and above all, If you vote the correct way, then we'll accept you. We won't judge you if you're politically correct. Or shall I go back 500 years to the time of the Reformation, which we're celebrating today? What was the list back then? Here was their list. If you do everything the Pope and the Church demand of you, then you'll be accepted. You'll be saved. If you attend enough Masses, If you give enough money, if you purchase enough indulgences, 
If you do enough penance for your sins, if you live holy enough, if you pray to the right saints, if you do the right pilgrimages, then we will accept you. Then we won't judge or condemn you. If you do enough churchly works. Now in every case I have mentioned to you, do you see how the devil works? In every one. I mean, they're all very different cases. But it's all the same work of the devil. See, he doesn't care if, if he can work inside the church, he'll work there. If he can work in the political realm, he'll work there. If he can work just among friends who tell each other how to dress and how to post online, it doesn't matter to the devil. As long as he can get into your conscience and tell you and convict you that you're not good enough, not correct enough, well, then he's happy. It doesn't even... It doesn't even matter to the devil if you're actually guilty or if you just feel guilty for something stupid like you dress the wrong way. It doesn't matter. He'll use any guilt he can find as long as he can remind you you're not right. There's something wrong with you. And he wants you to fix it all on your own. See, the devil, he knows something about you. And you, you know it about yourself, too, actually. All of this guilt that is heaped on us, it's all right to a, it, to a certain degree. It's, it's actually true. We are sinners. And we do things, we think things, we say all kinds of things that are wrong all the time. And we know it. And we know Jesus is right when He says, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. We are slaves in this world. We can't do everything right. We can't think everything right. We can't be everything right. We can't be correct enough. We can't dress right, post right, be Christian right, be politically right, let alone be right before God. We're slaves, and the devil knows it. But the devil has one problem. There's one person that as hard as he tried to get behind his bars, he couldn't do it. There's one that's not a slave to sin. One who actually does everything right all the time. One who is absolutely not scared of the devil because the devil has nothing that he can say, look here, you didn't do this. Remember the devil, he tried three times. He said, now if you're really the Son of God, then do this. But Jesus says, no. You have nothing over me. I'm free. I'm the Son of God. He doesn't have, I mean, Jesus doesn't have to worry if he dresses the right way, if he posts online the right way, if he's politically correct enough. He does things the way everything should be done. He is absolutely 100% righteous. He is God's Son. And now, you are too. You are too. I mean, listen to one of the best if-then statements that you're ever going to hear. This is the last verse of the Gospel reading today. Jesus says, if, not if you dress correctly, not if you post correctly, not if you're politically correct enough, not if you vote the right way, not if you're a good enough Christian, no. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. What glorious words. You are free. You're free. Absolutely 100% free. Because you're absolutely 100% righteous. Because Jesus has made you that way. He's forgiven all your sin. He's baptized you, given you His own body and blood in the altar. You're free. 
And just, just think of what this gospel of Jesus really means. There are no more if-then statements of the law for you. No, no more ever of these. If you're good enough, then we'll accept you. No more if you do what we say, then we won't judge you. No more if you dress right, talk right, vote right, do church right, pay enough, say enough, do enough. No more. You are free. Absolutely free. I mean, look, look at the difference in Jesus' words versus the devil's words. Whenever the devil makes you a promise, it's always if you do this, then you'll be free. Right? It's always right there, almost at our grasp, you know. If, if I could just do this, maybe then I'll be accepted. Maybe then I'll be good enough. But it never is. It's never good enough. You could never do enough or be enough. But look at Jesus. His words are different. His word in holy baptism is, I baptize you and you are free. Not, I'll baptize you. Now, now if you go and do enough as a Christian, then you'll be free. No, never that. God forbid. It's simply now you are free. That's the way His promises work. He gives His promises right now. He does all the work Himself. He says, I set you free. Not if and when, now. You are free. Now, Christians then, you guys, the question remains, what, what do you do with this freedom that you have in Jesus? Of course, would you say, yes, now I'm free to go sin all I want. That doesn't sound too Christian, right? Are you free now to be selfish and greedy? Are you free to dress scantily? Are you free to post hatred online? Are you free to never go to church? Free to be a hypocrite? Of course not. When Jesus sets us free, He sets us free to be God's children. To use our freedom to serve God and to serve our neighbor. So finally, this was how I wanted to close with you today. I'd just like to ask you to look at this word, reformation. Reformation. Okay? Um, that word, if you break it apart, it all hinges on one word, the one word in the middle of it, form, being formed. So at the beginning of the sermon today, I was mentioning all these kinds of ways others would try to form you the way they think you should be. Right? This is what the world and the devil is always trying to do, to form us so that he can control us. But as Christians, who are we formed to? Jesus. That was what Martin Luther in the Reformation tried to do, to form the church back to Jesus. To form the teachings back to Jesus. To take all those if-then statements, if you do this, then you'll be good enough, and form them again to Jesus' statements. If the Son sets you free, you are free. So maybe then ask yourself this, what, what am I trying to be in the world? What, who am I trying to be? What am I trying to do? Who am I trying to please? Where am I trying to be accepted? And if any of those answers are not Jesus, then we need to reform, repent, and hear these words of Jesus, if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. You are free, all of you, truly, in Jesus. Free to be formed to Him. Free to love with Him and like Him. He's taken care of all of the ifs. If you do this, if you do that, if you say this and that, He's done them all. And if you have Jesus, then you are free. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.